You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. How are you doing today, Nick? Doing great, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. We are coming into the end of the year here. It's the holiday season. Got That's about right. snow's on the inches. ground. Yeah, got about six inches of snow this week outside my window for uh clarity's sake that's enough to be annoying and have to get out the snowblower but not enough to actually like feel like it's really winter so <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> so the other the other thing that happens this time of year uh you know holiday season new year's resolutions and what we like to call in the investment world prediction season yeah that's right are we yeah. making some predictions today is that what's going on well I, we're going to make a few predictions and we're going to talk about you know the uh the industry of making predictions that we see out there, you know, and this morning getting ready for this, I just did a quick Google search of, uh, you know, stock market outlook and predictions for 2021, you know, and, and headlines came up like 2021 outlook, the road to recovery from the capital group. They're the brains behind the American funds. Another one was year ahead, 2021, a year of renewal. From UBS Wealth Management, you know they're they're a big player out there. Nuveen's 2021 investment outlook: dark tunnel, bright light was their tunnel, oh, wow. their title. I yeah, like that yeah, one. yeah. And that's so that's from Nuveen, big municipal bond fund managers. On the other side of the equation, you know, I got headlines that said move your money before 2021 from investing outlook now they don't say in the headline move it from where or to where just move your money <laughs> and yeah. uh wow. I wonder if they get a commission right 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 <laughs> and then there's the, uh, the everyone's favorite the motley fool uh their favorite all-in stock for 2021 yeah. all it's in. amazing they yep. they come up with an all-in stock every year it's and, well every remarkable. they actually come up with one every few days if you follow their headlines <laughs> yeah. there you go. <laughs> so and then uh from the outsider club, whoever they are, this headline came up, a market crash is coming. Are you prepared? So, you know, kind of both sides of the equation, the good and the bad, everybody's making predictions because it's the time of year. And, and I get, I, I get questions from clients like that are usually along the lines of, so what are the the folks that you listen to? What are they saying? You know, I think that's pretty common. You probably get those too. And you know, it's not that I, it's not that we avoid these articles or ignore them. I do read a lot of them and try to synthesize the information to have mm-hmm. an idea of what, what the thought process is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 20 years into this, I've seen, you know, it comes, they can't all be right. Right. Half of them are, right. half of them are, are bullish and half of them are bearish. And, you know, uh, like uh, like the old cliche says, a stopped clock is right twice a day, right? So there you go. If we wait, if we wait long enough, they'll they'll be right. But you just never know when or or whom. Yeah. So it's um, a, a couple things on that. I would say one is number one, you're not getting published anywhere unless you have a big bold prediction right. headline claim. So I have not read any. I don't know if you found any in your Google search that said, "Hey, we might do you know one or two or three percent next year in the market." Right. 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 <laughs> right. No, they were all bold. You were absolutely yeah, right. right. And and you know, part of it is there. There's no downside to making these predictions. Exactly. for these folks because there's no accountability behind it you know if they're right 
great. They look smart. They'll be on talk shows next year and, and everyone will rely on them for next year's prediction. But if they're wrong, usually they, if they're, if they're one of the bigger firms, well-known they'll there's plenty of reasons why they were wrong and they'll just explain it away or you'll right. just never, you'll just never hear from them again. So it's, it's funny when I kind of stopped believing in predictions, uh, there was an investment manager, I won't name them, that was or worked for a specific investment management firm. And, and he basically said, our CEO from the top down says, if you're going to make bold predictions, make a lot of them. Yeah, right, right, right. Because <laughs> they'll forget about the ones that didn't hit, right, but the ones that right, do. <laughs> right. Uh, Nate Silver, uh, the guy behind the 538 company that does a lot of election and sports handicapping. Um, wrote a really good book called The Signal and the Noise. And that was one of his main premises that, you know, most of these predictions are coming from from a place of zero accountability. And you just have right. to keep that in mind. Yeah, especially in today's age, you know, you can post anything anywhere. Right. We live in the age of content, as as <laughs> as we well demonstrate. The main prediction is that some of these will be right and some of them will be wrong. I thought it'd be fun for us to make our own predictions for the year. So we've got a yeah. few of those. And Let's uh, do it. so my, my number one bold prediction for the year is something will happen this year that will make you as an individual think you should sell all your investments and just get out of the market. Something will happen. Happens every year, really, if you think about it. And it's one of those things that, you know, you're not going to grab any attention with a headline like this, mm-hmm. but it's certainly something that people need to think about and prepare for because, you know, there's always something that happens that makes you second guess yourself, especially when it involves investments, because unfortunately, as humans, we can't take the emotions out of investing. And so at some point, your emotions are going to get tugged on and you're going to have second second thoughts. Right, right. And, you know, just think back over the course of the headlines from the last 12 months, election chaos, you know, rioting and looting in the streets on top of a global pandemic. And we saw extreme highs and extreme lows in the market, ending up back at extreme highs. That's just the normal, this was an extreme year for that, but that's the normal course of events during any given year is, is you're gonna have, you're gonna have plenty of news that makes you think that society and the economy are spinning off their axis and gonna crash. and. Sometimes the market reacts to that for sure, but in the long run, the short-term headlines don't really matter all that much. Yeah, we got we got a ton of that this year from, you know, starting off the year in January feeling pretty good about ourselves and in the faint whispers of this coronavirus to, you know, the what was March and and April and then all the way back up again and and you know, it was one of those years that depending on where you asked me in the year, I would have given you a completely different answer of where we would have probably ended up. And as far as my prediction, Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, three or four times this year, I was absolutely wrong. Um, and three or four times I was right. So, you know, and that's in one year, which is an extreme example, like you said, but, Mm -hmm. you know, being right or wrong doesn't matter as much as controlling your emotions and having a plan and sticking through with what you want to do and what's best for you long-term. Because if there's any prediction that we can make, it's that what happens to you in the short term isn't going to affect you long-term as long as you don't make emotionally based decisions on what happens in the short term. You know, so to all those, uh, 
all those market pundits out there predicting, you know, a, an exact return. I, I saw a couple. I didn't add them to my to my list here earlier. That were predicting specifically twenty six percent or seventeen point eight percent for the Standard and Poor's five hundred. My answer to that is, you know what, the market's going to be up and it's going to be down. I can guarantee it. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's my that's my favorite one every year. You're going to make money. You're going to lose money. Yeah. Yeah. Be prepared and, and, for it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, I think about uh, one of my early mentors in the business saying, you know, his favorite question from clients was, will the market be up or down? And he would just say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, will the market be up or down? Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, we just need to be ready to roll with that and focus on the big picture. And, uh, and uh, I, I love it when people try to work out specific expectations for the market, but uh, because it isn't going to happen. Yeah, and it's, it's one of the reasons why in our planning process, we go through and do stress testing, not because we think that it's going to happen or that we're predicting that it's going to happen. But if it does happen, right, the market's going to be up and down. We want to ment- help you mentally prepare for that. And, and some of the best advice that I've gotten in my career that was not related to the market, but has a very distinct effect is you can't go where your mind hasn't already traveled. So if you don't know what a market correction is going to look like to your portfolio, then when it happens, it's going to be a lot harder to stomach than if you've already kind of thought in your mind, okay, if I lost 30% in my portfolio, that would equate to $30,000. And now I'm starting to think that through so that when it happens, it's not a complete surprise. Right. I really like that. And if you think back to this spring and having very hard conversations with clients during, you know, what was a very scary market meltdown, but being able to say, look, you know, this is still within the realm of what we thought was possible when we put your portfolio together. We didn't build the portfolio thinking the sun was always going to be shining and the market was always going to go up. We built it saying, you know, most of the time that's what will happen, but there's going to be these times. And that, uh, that's, a, that's always a, a reassurance from our point of view. And, and I, I think that I, by and large, you know, one of my main takeaways from 2020 was that investors in general and our clients in particular learned a heck of a lot in 2008, 2009, and didn't repeat a lot of the same mistakes. Absolutely. And advisors too, right? Right. Um, You know, as much as I I started in 2006. And so there were some times in 2008 where, you know, I hadn't made anybody any money um, (laughs) (laughs) since I started in the business, but going through that experience and and going out and getting out the other side of it. And the people that didn't panic that stayed the course were the ones that made their money back. The people that made changes were the ones that, you know, never did. Our next bold prediction, there's going to be some company stock that you're going to hear a great story about and you're, it's going to do really, really well and you're going to be kicking yourself that you didn't buy it early mm-hmm. and you may even be tempted to buy it late. Fear of missing yeah. out in the stock market is always a real issue. So, and, and especially in today's day and age when that's thrown out in front of you all the time mm-hmm. and, and my common thought about it personally has been, by the time I hear about it, it's probably too late. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, unless you've got insider knowledge before the stock market moves on the news, which if you do, I don't want to know about it. 
please do not call me. (laughs) Don't tell me, hey, I just got the scoop on, you know, what General Motors earnings are going to look like because I don't want to know. And by the time those surprises are out there in the news, the ship has sailed. The market moves almost instantaneously on that news. Yeah. And, you know, we did a whole podcast just a couple of weeks ago on why we don't recommend individual stocks. So we don't need to go too far into that. But, uh, you know, when I see those headlines from the Motley Fool saying we're going all in on, uh, you know, they might as well say we're going all in on Black 21 at the roulette wheel, you know, right. from my point of view. Absolutely. So. And that's another one of those where, you know, they don't have any real you know, they're not actually putting their money into these stocks. Right. So they don't really have any real consequences what? of telling you it's the best stock. Well, and that's a great point. What they are putting their money into is advertising to you to get you to right. buy their newsletter so that you can use their recommendations. And all they really care about is whether they get that, uh, whether they get that uh, subscription from you or not. Right. Exactly. Next bold prediction, more on the planning side. You're going to face some unexpected expenses sometime during the year. And, you know, I can't tell you what the market's going to do, but I can tell you that the odds of your hot water heater dying or your muffler falling off your car aren't that remote, right? Right. Absolutely. And, you know, having an emergency fund is probably the lamest investment strategy one could ever think of, but it is probably one of the most important, if not the most important, because what it allows you to do is your investments to do what they can do Mm -hmm. and you to be able to go through and not be catastrophically affected by unexpected expenses because they always happen. And so, you know, yes, it's not sexy. It's not cool. They're not writing Mm -hmm. newsletters about it, about the Motley Fool, but it is, you know, your chance to really improve your financial standing immensely by maintaining an emergency fund and being prepared for unexpected expenses. We always end up bringing emergency funds into these discussions at some point. Yeah, it's the the financial planner in us, right? And so know. you know, it's just it's one of those things. It's not the cool, it's not the cool kid on the street, but man, is it effective. <laughs> the other thing that will happen, your plans will change, your goals will change. We saw that a lot in 2020, probably more than most years, as people had to recalibrate uh, what they planned to do. But you know, that's we always emphasize flexibility when we do planning Mm -hmm. and being able to roll with it. And again, that's part of living within your means and having an emergency fund available. The future will be what it is and it will be unpredictable. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, another one of those not very cool, not very sexy investment strategies is, is agility, right? So being able to you know, change course as your goals and as the things that you have planned ultimately change. Because as good as we are at financial planners and creating and laying the groundwork for a plan, what we can't control is the changes, right? So we're not, I have yet to be perfect on every single, every single thing that we put into a financial plan as far Mm -hmm. as your goals and what's going to happen and what the rates of return are going to be. I'm never going to be perfect on that. And so as a financial planner and creating a financial plan, you want to make sure that you can change course when it makes sense to do that. So this last one, I'm willing, I'm willing to stake my career on this one. And, and I, I hope you would be too. 
I like it. Yeah. So th- this is my bold, my bold prediction. Sound financial principles will be more important than any stock market prediction that you hear. And I like you it. know, I'm in. That's that's not just that that includes the emergency fund and the budget and the other things we've talked about, but it also includes having a diversified portfolio, having a portfolio that was built to meet your goals and that you can stick with come heck or high water, come the plus 17% where the standard imports 500 is right now, but also the minus 34% where it was in January, in uh, March last year. And sticking to the principles and, and, and the long-term outlook will serve you well. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where, you know, the market's going to do what it's going to do on a day over day basis, on a month over month basis, on a year over year basis. And whether you predict that correctly or not has little to no bearing on your overall financial plan to the point Mm -hmm. that you really don't even need to be paying attention to the value of the market or the value of your portfolio if you have your plan done right. And if you've done the not cool, not sexy parts of it right, Mm -hmm. that's what's going to lead you to success, not necessarily what the market's doing, what the value is at any given moment in time. And unfortunately, the world we live in, the information age, you know, we've got news channels that are on 24-7 about the markets that aren't even open 24-7. So, you know, they're talking about what the futures are doing before the market even opens. And why is that important? Well, for 90% of people, 99% of people, it's not. For individuals, it's not important. Right. And, and, Building on that, you can you can not only check the news and see the market instantaneously, in a lot of situations, you can jump online and see your portfolio change in real time as news unfolds. So if you really want to drive yourself crazy, the tools are all out there to help you. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, back in Back in 2008, 2009, I remember telling a couple of clients I was going to cut their, come over to their house with clippers and cut their cable TV and, uh, you know, and, and put them on annual statements if they didn't, uh, they didn't if they couldn't, couldn't right. handle, handle the news flow. So just keep that in mind. Um, we could, we should do a discussion one of these days on the research Vanguard has done. You know, so now they've got, these companies have great statistics about how often people log into their accounts right and view things and how Mm -hmm. their returns correlate with how often they look and i'm not surprised but i think the average individual would be surprised to see that the more often somebody the you could actually predict whether their return will be higher or lower in the market based on how often they log in and it is inevitably lower that they they the average person that logs in often I'm not stating this very well, but the average person that logs into their account more often does worse than the market because they make moves based on the day to day. Oh, yeah, I 100% would believe that. And then the opposite moves, right? So when the market's mm-hmm. down, they're like, oh, man, I got to make a change. I got to sell something mm-hmm. that's losing. And really, you should be buying more of what's losing. And right. So that's the right. emotional you know, roller coaster that we go on when yeah. it comes to investing. And the flip side of that, too, is that it's so much easier to not only access this stuff, but to trade, right? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, in today's day and age, I could go on and trade something in about five seconds after, you know, login trade done where mm-hmm. that's not always how it's been. And so that kind of compounds the problem a little bit in terms of your ability to actually take concrete action based on emotions. There's not a separation like there was before. And that's one of the reasons why we, we both firmly believe that you should work with a financial advisor and a planner that you can you know talk to and discuss about these things because we earn our money when things aren't going well and, and we can kind of talk people off the ledge and, mm-hmm. and talk to them about the long term and the plan and all the boring stuff that they've done that is going to allow them to not make knee jerk reactions and make changes because it ha- it's not going to affect their plan over the long term and being ready for that. Not because we can tell you what the market's going to do or, or make a prediction that's going to come true um, when it comes to the market. That's those are our bold predictions for 2021. You can, yeah. uh, you we can really went, the, uh, we, we really went out on a limb there. I like it. <laughs> I know, I know. So, all right, we'll see what happens. So, yes, we will. We're probably not getting any of these predictions uh, published in a major newspaper, but um, <laughs> I have a lot better feeling about our predictions than some of the ones that are out there right now. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so. And, So happy new year and uh, we'll see what comes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, uh, Dave. This is a good one. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.